Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Tony and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. What's going on, Tony? How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. You know, in the throes of summer and uh, it's hot here as well as uh, what you're telling me there. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, things are going good. Well, so we are back doing the podcast here. We're just after the middle point of July and uh, obviously tax season was a little different this year and as that's a lot, a lot of what you guys do so July 15th ended up being the um, you know the delayed due to COVID thing how'd you guys uh, fare those last couple of weeks you know last couple of weeks really weren't much different than the normal last couple of weeks of the tax season you know that generally happens in April it, which surprised me uh, that that many people decided to you know postpone filing uh, you know yeah. until then and we even have some extensions still going on that we just, you know, thought, well, we're huh. just going to put it on extension and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with it here in the next two to three weeks. But yeah, definitely this whole thing has had an impact on our, on our tax clients as well. And uh, many, many, you know, uh, out of work and, uh, or reduced work. Oh yeah. Yep, so, definitely. You know, they're, they're, they're concerned about their financial future. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting catch 22. I had some friends in the same boat. They were like, I'm going to wait till the last second. You know, and I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's normally due in April. Why don't you just go ahead and deal with it, you know, and yeah. and then you don't have to worry about it and don't kind of kind of, you know, get, put yourself up to the wire. But like a lot of things, right, we tend to procrastinate right. humans. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. It is definitely one of our character traits <laughs> that, yeah. that shows its head fairly often is procrastination. Another one, Tony, is hope. Now, hope is a good thing, um, you know. Especially, you know, I think in any walk of life, and certainly 2020 has been challenging, and it's good to have uh, hope that things are going to be better, and we're going to have a better year next year, and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to retirement planning, sometimes what happens is we tend to cling a little bit to maybe some false hope. Uh, instead of putting our, you know, our our mind in the right spot, we tend to go to some of these things here that I have on our show for today. To you know, this this maybe just leans us down the leads us down the wrong, possibly the wrong path, and just gives us that false sense of hope. So I got a couple sure. here for you. We'll go through okay. them. Maybe you can explain some potentially faulty thinking in some of these ideas, uh, or just you know your viewpoint. So mindset. I mentioned that. So let's talk about the mindset that you know, we'll be ready to retire when we hit that certain number. We've talked about that before. Um, I, I don't know how much that's changed yet in 2020, but typically for the last several years, people have had that, well, if I don't have a million, I'm not ready, you know, or whatever right. your number is. Yes. And I think that in 2020 so far, either whether it's been for us, either, you know, talking with tax clients or even out golfing, believe it or not, talking to some colleagues and or friends that are they're basically just, you know, golf buddies. You know, a lot of it, retirement and, and calling it quits is on a lot of people's minds, especially, you know, mid-age and older, depending on their work situation and, and what they're going to go back to. They are definitely thinking about it. And I just I just had a conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact, with an accounting client, He's 55 years old, and he is selling the business. And he's he's got this magic number in his mind of uh, the million dollars, you know, and He's, he's, you know, about halfway there, but you know, I tried to tell him to try to get off of that a little bit, depending because I, his, his question point blank was, what do you think I need to retire? 
in, you know, he wanted a number, you know, is it a million? Is it 2 million? Right. Of course, you know, it's such a moving target. And I, you know, of course I, I took the accountant answer. Well, it depends, but and it does. But I think when you, people get fixated and I, I try to dispel it very quickly on the million dollar mark. And I say, well, you know, based on what you're earning now, you know, let, let's take a look at that million, you know, with, with longevity, the way it is generally, you know, even if you're using the principal there, you know, you're going to be out of money by this time. And even if you're just parking it and living off the interest, well, it, you know, maybe you could get 40 to 50,000 a year interest uh, or earnings on that. Yeah, but certainly not, uh, you know, in a savings account, you're going to have to cross the magical line of uh, and get into a little bit of risk. So there's a lot of things at play there. And, and the million all of a sudden, and, and I do it every, every time they walk out and say, boy, that you're right. That, that may not be enough. So I think that people have to take the mindset of maybe it's not a certain number, but what kind of income do you want? Exactly. And see yep. if we can get to that number. You yeah. know, that, um, and it might be a combination of a lot of things. It might be a combination of savings, social security, retirement plans, and even maybe a little work in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it may be a million, maybe two, maybe four, maybe 500,000, maybe 400,000. I mean, be. so yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's, you know, needs in retirement. And again, to your point, the income needs really is the more determining factor in that. So again, that's kind of that idea there. You can get yourself hung up on some false hope, if you will, by having your mindset maybe in the wrong spot. Another place is uh, the belief about talking about income, the belief that the income needs will reduce once we retire. Now, again, everything is changing in light of 2020 and COVID and so on and so forth. But typically, this has been the thought that your income needs drop once you hit retirement. And I think that's always been a bit of a misnomer because if you are set up for a, no one wants to go backwards in retirement. They don't want to have a left, less of a lifestyle in retirement than they had when they were working. But you, you tend to actually do more, at least early on anyway. But then it seems like I would think that the health costs would kind of ramp up in the later years, even though you're not doing as much. So it, I don't feel like it's going to drop that much. What do you see? You know, yeah, we see that as well, is that, you know, in the early years, your, your income needs do go up because you're trying to make up for, you know, all the things you didn't do when you were working all the right, time. Right, you're having fun, yeah. And assuming, you know, the body can take it. And then, you know, you get into your, your mid-70s and whatnot, you might slow down there a little bit, but then you've got, like you say, healthcare costs start going up. And it, it does cut into that that income, and then all of a sudden, you know you, what you thought. You know you you didn't need as much. You need just as much because right, right. you know you're just spending it on something else, and it's not real sexy, and you have a lot of fun with it. But you know you got to have it to <laughs> keep you going. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know. But so I I think again, and it depends on what type of lifestyle you want to lead in retirement, and I. Everybody always saves for this, you know, and, and always talks about it as the end goal, but nobody really sits down. It seems like to think about, okay, what do I want out of this, uh, you know, last part of my life? And I, I think you got to, you got to, I think you got to start there. Nope. That's a great point. And so those two are the initial kind of things. I mean, again, those are all around mindset. It's all around the dollars or the numbers, if you will, you know, having that sense of, I have to have a certain number and, or thinking that our income will need, you know, needs will drop into retirement is typically a bit of false hope there. Another place is inheritance. So a lot of here recently in 2020, I've been encountering some folks who have come into a windfall in whatever shape or form. Um, and I know that sounds weird given everything that's happened in 2020, but I've met several this year uh, that have been that case. And they've kind of looked at it as the makeup ground, Tony, for their own lack of planning for retirement. 
And so and there are people out there who kind of do that. Maybe their parents are in, um, you know, have a little bit of something and they know when their parents pass away, they're going to, it's going to be left to them. And they kind of bank on that versus, you know, getting their own stuff together and planning you know, securely. And then if they get it, great. It's just extra yes. icing on the cake kind of thing. Yep, exactly. I mean, you hit it right on the head. We have a lot of people that, that do do this. And when we start asking them, well, how much do you think you'll, you know, stand to inherit? And they, blurt out a figure. And then we go right down the thing, just like we did with the million dollars saying, well, let's take a look at this. You know, if it's 500,000, let's say that it's, it's a big number, but yeah. when you really start breaking it down over a number of years that you're going to need this money, how long will it really last you? And is that really what you want? And if so, that's great. But most of the time they're, they're again, scratching their head saying, you know what, I better save in addition to that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, again, you know, somebody's receiving five million or more. I mean, you know, you're you're pretty much. I would think you're not going to have a whole lot of worries. But true. But what? Most, if, but what if they got? What if their parents or grandparents or whoever they might be expecting this from got hit towards the end of their life with a long term disability that yeah. really started to you know eat away at that? Yeah, I would think that you know you got to you got to pay attention to that as well because that's inevitably what what tends to happen is people think they're going to inherit something and then the parents may need it for long-term care costs or something else. Or sometimes I've had one client that this happened to that he thought he was going to inherit a million bucks. And, and lo and behold, the parents were healthy. They lived in their 90s, but they actually t ended up spending most of it because they went out and enjoyed themselves. <laughs> right. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I don't think it's a good financial move to bank yeah. on that. I think no, like definitely said. not. And, and luckily, I don't think too many people do it, but I definitely know that it happens. And, you know, it's almost the same analogy, Tony, as the lottery. I mean, you know, it's staggering and kind of terrifying that 27% uh, of people feel that hitting the lottery in some shape or form will, will take care of their retirement needs, which yeah. is pretty terrifying. 27% of people polled say, oh, well, the retire, you know, I'll, I play the lottery and that'll take care of it. It's like, wow, <laughs> yeah. you got a better chance of getting hit by lightning like Flat twice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, moving along, um, got just a couple more here. The notion that, and this is another one that kind of happens too, for those folks that it's terrifying and I get it. It's really you know, before I started hosting these shows and talking about this stuff for the last several years, it was definitely one of those things like, you know, I kind of, you know, math and finance, not my strong suit. I don't know how my daughter's so smart in that arena, but she is, thankfully. But it's that, well, I'll figure it out when I get there. I've always been one of those kind of people, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. You know, I'm working on my deck outside and, you know, probably some pre-planning would get me in better shape than what I'm in right now, but I didn't. <laughs> so I'm crossing yeah. that bridge when I come to it. Yep. And this I see a lot in our retail tax clients because we, we only see many of these people once a year. Mm -hmm. And and my, my client base is aging, uh, obviously, as, as we all are. And we start to talk to them about that and they'll say things like this. And while you, you can do it, you know, you, you can figure out how to make it work. But in the big picture, I, I asked him one question. I said, well, is that what you want after basically sacrificing, you know, 40 plus years of right. your life? Is that what you want to end with? And, and if so, then I guess you can just continue down the same path. But And we'll get a little bit of, of resistance to that. They'll say, well, I'm, you know, I'm too old or I, I, I'm too close. Well, you can always do a little bit to improve. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I think. And at least make it a little bit better. Now, could you go from zero to, you know, a big number in, in five years? No, but 
you know, you could make yourself a little bit better. Or even if you're not wanting to do that, at least know, figure it out before you need to figure it out. Uh, or I should say, figure it out before it happens to make it as smooth and, and painless as yeah. possible. So you can get as much enjoyment as you can out of it. Well, um, it seems like a, it seems like the trend for Americans, at least over the last probably 20 years, Tony, has been 50. It seems to be, I'll be 49 next month. Um, it's It seems like 50 tends to be that, oh, shoot, I better do something. Yeah, it, it does seem to be. And yeah. it was for me. I mean, I, I've been saving and planning since about 18, but, you know, 50 kind of hit me and said, all right, well, I've only got this much time left, you know, right, right. am I, am I on track? And it's funny, my brother just turned 50 last year and, and he's not much of a saver. And all of a sudden he went from, didn't really care to, to actually right now today, he is maxing out his 401k, you know, at 19,000 a year plus the catch up, you know, he, he's all of a sudden figured out, well, I, you know, in 20 yeah. years, I mean, Something or less, number. yeah, or less. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, all, I'm done at least in the workforce. And, uh, so 50, yeah, it does seem to turn on a bulb, but you start thinking a little different, you know, 15 years from 50 to 65, you can, you can do a lot of damage or, and, and I mean, by damage, I mean, positive, right? You can do yeah, a lot positive of damage. Yeah. You can do a lot of uh, improvement to your situation in, in 15 years. So uh, to his point, your brother's point, there's the catch up provision area when you get over 50 where you can put more in than you you know could prior to 50. You're probably making the most you've ever made in life. Exactly. Yep. Um, kids more than likely uh, are off the payroll unless something crazy has happened with COVID. Of course, that's yep. certainly possible as well. But typically those three rivers kind of come together at the same time there uh, when we get to that, you know, pre-retiree age, which is kind of considered, I, I think it what pre-retirees probably considered 55, but I think we start calling it 50 for most I think of so. us. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, maybe it's the pre, -pre. In own, <laughs> yeah, in my own situation, you know, uh, 50 uh, and I only have one son, you know, but you know, he, he was out of college and he's on his own and we had things paid off and, you know, we wanted to take these next 15 years, not only to ramp up savings, but also to do things we wanted to do. And so, which is a good balance, but right. you, you can do a lot of damage. Now, if you, if you didn't start early, you may have to make a little more sacrifice depending on how much money you're making, but it, it can be done over 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, definitely, you know, don't put yourself in that false hope kind of category, folks. Um, I think that's a good, a couple of good places for us to think about, work our way through when it comes to that. And what we're going to do is in interest of keeping our, our time the way we like, and we're going to go ahead and go into our next section, which is an email question. But if you've got questions about some false hope or some things you, you know, if you're one of those number people, I need a million dollars, or I'm not sure if my, you know, if my income needs are, are going to be met or whatever the case might be. Uh, if you've heard something on the podcast today that's, uh, you know, got you intrigued, need to learn more, always check with a qualified professional before you take action. Call Tony at 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. Or just go to yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. And you can submit a question to the show if you'd like while you're there. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. It's Plan with the Tax Man. Tony's got more than 23 years of experience, so a great resource for you. And uh, as I mentioned, you can send an email question into the podcast. We take those from time to time. So let's do that to wrap up this week's show. We've got Rourke for, uh, that's a cool name. I haven't heard that in a long time, oh, Rourke. Rourke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rourke says, Tony, my financial advisor seems to do a good job of managing my assets and my investments, at least as far as I can tell. Uh, but we never really talk about some other things like Social Security, life insurance, or legacy planning, which I feel are things I should be getting some advice on. Is this typical? I think it is um, more so than not. I think that some advisors 
get wrapped up a little bit, maybe too much in on the just you know yeah the the growth and investment side. But all you've got to do is you know just let them know, depending on on where you're at in your situation, work just kind of start bringing some of these topics up that, Hey, you know, I I've been seeing some of this and I, I feel like I need to right. be here at this time. You know, how can we plan for this? You know, and then hopefully they will uh, take some of that information. And if they have never done a plan for you, do a plan and at least provide you with where you're at now. Yeah. You know, Tony, when I read something like that, if an advisor is not bringing these things up to you, this is just my, my opinion. I'll get yours on this. Uh, it may not be something that they're that comfortable with or that they do that often. And maybe you're really working with a different type of advisor than you're going to be needing as you're transitioning to our point earlier, 50 plus, right? Yeah, well, it, it's possible. Yeah. I, you know, not, not to, depending on what they're doing, not to bash them. Yeah. We don't know but who yeah, they are, yeah, but yeah. Cause we, we don't know. It's just that, yeah, that they, that may not be their area of preference or expertise and, you know, maybe they have somebody else in the firm that, that has that. If not, you know, maybe they're willing to help. Mm-hmm. If not, then you've got to maybe take a look around Get a and second opinion, see what else yeah. is, is, is out there. Yeah. And that, that tends to be the case that I seem to come across a lot of times when you see situations like that. They may be more of a broker. They may be more commission based where it's the investment side is where they're making their money. Uh, could be a number of things. And to Tony's point, uh, he's being nicer than I am. It could be one of those things where it's they, they do have those things available. They just, for whatever reason, it's not being brought up. But uh, Rourke, it's good that you're thinking of it for sure, because obviously it's your finances and it's your retirement. Yeah. So as Tony mentioned, ask the questions to your advisor. Hey, what about these pieces? And if you're not getting some satisfactory conversation started, definitely get a second opinion. Reach out and look around. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, because Tony, I mean, you do that, right? I mean, it's if someone comes in and you're working with them, you start going through the the multiple puzzle pieces that make up, you know, financial planning. That's what we do, you know. And in fact, you can't work with us unless we do a plan for you, you know. Because some people come to us and say, "Well, you know, here I've got, I, here's what I've got, you know, and I just want you to help manage it." And I back up and say, "Listen, here's here's the way we work." Because we may not be the right fit for you. Sure, yeah. Is you know we've got to do a plan for you because that's almost like going to your doctor and, and getting a prescription. He hasn't even you know doesn't even know what's wrong with <laughs> you. Just you. take this. <laughs> uh, yeah, just take this and you'll you'll be okay. And so I I don't like to do that, but that's just personal preference. That's the way we work. But I feel like that way you know we we get the best picture of the client and and where they want to go. Yeah. So we, you know, obviously try to help them the best. Well, you know, and you think about it in, in the name, right? I mean, you're, you guys are tax doctor Inc. So people might think, well, okay, it's just taxes, you know? So uh, certainly an understandable conversation that, you know, but when you come in and you find out, yeah, this is a holistic, complete approach. Uh, maybe it's something similar like that in Rourke's case. Maybe the name kind of made yeah. him feel as though it was just investments, but he's definitely interested in these other things. And so ask the questions, bring it up with your advisor and, and for anybody, it never hurts to get a second opinion. It doesn't mean you're doing anything nefarious or, or you know mean behind somebody's back. It's your money. It's your retirement. Get a second opinion if you need one. Get a third opinion if you need one. Third, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would on your health to your point with the doctor. So why with not the doctor? Yeah, yeah why I not mean, on your wealth? People have asked me too. You know that they'll come in and, and want a second opinion, and they're, they're they're almost troubled when I say, "Why?" Well, based on what you've told me, I think you know they're doing a good job for you. You yeah. know because you know. It, it, Sometimes that's the way it is. And, you know, it's almost like they want you to find something. And sometimes, you know, again, if if they're really truly doing something uh, not in your best interest or it's just not going to help you meet your goals, then yes. But I don't think any advisor 
worth what they're doing would have any problem telling you, hey, I, I think you know him or her are doing well for you. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week, folks. Thanks for listening to Playing with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose. Uh, you can just click on, the, I think it's the heart button on Apple, and it's different things for different sites. Uh, go to yourplanningpros.com for more information and to find out more. And we will see you next time here on the show. Tony, thanks for your time, my friend. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon right here on the podcast. This has been Playing with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow of Tax Doctor, Inc. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.